last week, bro. So Colin, you know, you know Colin. Colin, um, he was our trainer um, at Indiana, you know, f- um, physical trainer and everything like that. Um, and we, you know, we developed a great relationship. He loved our class. Like I think we were his first class, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we was like his first like full class because he had came in that spring before, and um, we got talking. He always, you know, checks in on us and stuff like that. And usually, typically, it's just like a quick, "Hey, how you doing? What's up? How's the wife? How's Naomi?" Blah blah. blah. Boom. Um, and we hang up, and you know, we go on about our day. But he had called me, and like, we just we got talking and things like that, and the conversation got you know, you know, relatively deep and things like that. We had a really good conversation. I was on the phone for like an hour, hour and a half, and we were just, he, we were going back and forth. Forth first, he was like talking about you know, Naomi and like just how how beautiful and you know how much of a gift she is and things like that, and just how he's so happy to see the growth and development, um, not only with myself but like just with. All like our group that came from that class and things like that, just to see everybody doing their thing, seeing people start families, seeing people become husbands and things like that. And um, we just really, we just really kept talking and talking. You know, I asked him how he's doing. He's a trainer at the Baltimore Ravens now. Um, so he was calling me and he was, um, we was chopping it up and he was just like, "Man, Quan, you would be, you would be a great like player, player development coach," which is like what Coach Paycheck was at Indiana. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Someone dealing directly with the players and, um, you know, kind of being that intermediary between the players and the coaches and, you know, ultimately just pouring into the players and not only on the field, but off the field as well, you know, helping them develop, helping them come into themselves in life, you feel me, and whatever other affairs they have going on. And I was like, no, I mean, I appreciate it. You know, he was like, you ever thought about doing it? I was like, I mean, it would be dope. I would love to do that. You know, that's right up my alley, you feel me, you know, he knows about my life coaching and stuff like that. And he was he said, I feel like you would just be a unique voice, you know, someone who could really relay the message and relate to the players and be able to bring that back to the coaches in a way to where they could really understand it. And also as well, be someone who can bring what the coaches are saying and really get it to where the players understand it. You know, because sometimes I feel like coaches and players can you know, go back and forth sometimes because they're not completely letting themselves down, you know, letting their their guards down to understand each other. And I was just like, dang, yeah, that's dope. He was like, you know what you should do? I'm going to see if I got any connects in that area. What you should do is you should go make a video, um, you know, whatever topic you want to talk about, you know, whatever you want to, like, whatever you feel like is your tenant, your niche that you tell to clients to, you know, help them grow through or overcome what they're going through or, you know, whatever it may be, make a video of that, send it out to all the colleges, all the high schools in that area, and he was like, for me, it only started out with an email. I emailed one person for, um, to be, you know, a, a physical trainer and things like that. And I was just like, you know what? I like that idea. I, like, I, I definitely feel you, and I definitely know that I could be a value to someone somewhere and things like that. So um, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then after I got off the phone, Haley was like, Quan, what you waiting for? Let's do it. I was like, all right, bet. Let me let me get a haircut. We gonna get it right. We gonna go do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And um, then I, you know, I'm thinking about it more and more and more. And I'm like, you know, weighing weighing my options. So say I did, you know, go to a program or organization, and I'm the player development coach. You feel me? Oh, that's awesome. That's real awesome. I'm sure you know, there's so many great benefits involved. You know, you know, being on that stage to help people that I want to help, of course. And things like that, you know, I'm sure the salary's fine. You know, of course, I looked it up. You know, that's not my main focus, but I got a family to take care of. But, you know, I looked up, I'm like, oh, salary's cool. 
you know, it's an opportunity to move me somewhere quicker probably than I am thinking right now. But then I'm like, wait a minute, though. I love my freedom. I love being able to, you know, do the things that I got to do and how much time I can spend with my family. Because I'm sitting here telling Haley, and I'm like, dang, man. If I, this is something that would be a great opportunity for me, so dope. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not giving, I'm not going to throw it to the wayside just because I found a possible con, you know? And, um, so I'm like, dang, okay. I'm, I can't just, I'm, I'm going to be in, you know how coach paycheck was. He working every day, full days. He's, he's in there. You feel me? You're Mm -hmm. dealing, you're, you're there for the players whenever they need you, whenever they call and things like that. And it's like, I love that idea. I love that idea. I love being able to be there for someone because I know that I needed someone when um, I was in college or high school or whatever. And it just got to that point to like, is this my passion? Is my passion to go be a coach, a player development coach on the collegiate level, on the high school level, on the NFL level, on whatever, whatever level it may be. And then it just got me thinking like, Okay, this is it somewhat fits the criteria of my passion as far as, you know, you're coaching people to develop, to grow and things like that. But there's still some aspects of it that aren't necessarily aligned to what I see my life being. And that's why I'm just like, so it's, <clears throat> is it a passion? I would say yes, it is. But does it fit my passion? And can I have multiple passions? I feel like I definitely do have multiple passions and I really just want to get y'all take on like how do you balance your passions if you feel that you have multiple or if you feel like all the things that you want to do end up coming back to the same overall passion singular passion the first question I would ask myself is like defining passion versus purpose for you because I think that could be two different things too and like what you said was you would be there like you say how much this man works. And I know that you would enjoy that and you would love to be there for them because that's what you needed. But I know how much being a father and a husband means to you. Mm-hmm. What you are creating at home is more so your purpose. Um, the legacy you're going to leave is more so your purpose versus you just following your passion. I used to uh, always have to I think this way and I try to like ask myself, is this my purpose or is this what I'm asking myself? Am I supposed to do this? Like sometimes I'll sit back and be like, um, is this why JC was put here? Mm. But to me at the end of the day, it's not really about, I feel like your life changes every day, every decision you make. So to me, there's no, in my opinion, there's no, I didn't come out of the womb and JC's supposed to do this. JC's supposed to do that. It's just too many decisions and too much going on in life. So I feel like at the end of the day, it has to come back to you. Cause I know, that sounds great. I'm getting hyped thinking about it. But at the end of the day, it's not me. It's not Colin. It's, it's you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that sounds amazing. I think even, you know, we talked about it before, um, motivational speaking, at least going back at least one time to talk to the players and stuff. And um, I thought that would be the first step, I think, um, for you to do, to see how you how it makes you feel. But that's that's tough. Cause I feel like I'm kind of dealing with that now. Yeah. You know I mean? Trying to figure out what you want to do versus, like, what you love to do, what you feel like your passion is. Versus, like, like you just can't you can't attach what you do for a job as your purpose. You know what I mean? Because yeah. your purpose doesn't always have to be your income. You know what I mean? Sometimes Absolutely. what you love to do isn't going to bring you the money that you want. It can. got to have a game plan. But you can't identify with your job at the end of the day. So yeah. finding your passion and your job is two different things, in my opinion. I feel like so many people nowadays are saying, like, you know, go 
do what you love, you know, you know, make sure that you're doing what you love. That's the only way to sustain a long career. And in doing that, you know, there's people who go out there and they, they try to do what they love and uh, or attempt to do what they love. And it doesn't necessarily go the way that they want to. And sometimes I feel like that can kind of take the love that you have for it out of it. And that's where I'm like, how do you know when to when like how do you know when to keep your passion as a hobby or to pursue your passion? Like what like what is the the sign or the the way of thinking, the way of feeling that you need before you just pursue your passion all in or, you know, you keep it as a hobby and go about your way in another, you know, area. It's crazy because I feel like you have to um, be really aware of yourself because it's very easy to get hyped up off other people. Because, like, when yeah. I, like, after football, when I first got cut, I'm coming home, everybody hyping me up saying I'm this and that, like, why you won't keep trying? I think I told y'all, like, I feel like, like, oh, them signs, I'm, yeah. I'm lacing back up, like, not even really sitting down thinking, like, the bigger picture, what my plan is, what what does that look like? I'm just I'm just hype. You know what I'm saying? Everybody talking about me. I'm I'm gonna go do this. And I'm feeling good, you know what I'm saying? Cause I know I can do it. So I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go do it. But at the end of the day, it's it's me. You know what I mean? They don't they don't know they don't even know if I was even that good. They just kinda hear about me. They don't know the details of who I was. So it's like yeah. almost you gotta sit back and figure out who you are, like what you like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was listening to a podcast, um, Earn Your Leisure, it was a while ago. And um, I forgot what, what guest they had on, but she was talking, you know, specifically about this. You know, every, you know, you got to know when it's the right season to pursue your passion. You got to know when not to and when to, you know, sometimes you might have to go get that, you know, that nine to five or that or this, you know, whatever job it may be to fund, you know, you getting started in your passion. And this could be this could take months. This could take days. This could take weeks. It could take years and things like that. And it's just it's it's just crazy because she, she was just saying, like, your passion don't always bring you money. It can bring you happiness. And mm-hmm. when you start to rely on it to bring you money, like I said earlier, it could just drain you. And it's like, dang, do I really love this? When I love doing what I was doing um, with the products that I was doing them with mm-hmm. <laughs> um, until it became an obligation and until it became my only source of income. And then you start, like, I don't know if it's for everybody, but for me, when things got tough and... Push came to shove, everybody started looking like money either walking in or walking past the door. And it doesn't be, it's, it's no longer genuine. And I I feel like people could feel that. I could tell, like, when me and her would, like, get into something before going, like, five people would come in. I'm like, yo, everybody felt that. Jay Shetty was talking about that. What he said? He was talking about, um, like, kind of like there's no such thing as, like, a work, work-life balance. Mm-hmm. It's more of, like, a, a, a you got to look at it as seasons. You know what I mean? There's too much. You work too much to kind of try to, oh, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to go party, and then think you can continuously function like that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like seasons where you feel like you got to lock in um, to maybe work, maybe you need some money, mm-hmm. um, maybe focus more on family, maybe focus more on friends, yeah. maybe vacation. But, like, trying to do it all at once, just like was saying, it's like it's not really realistic long term. Mm-hmm. He said, so try to tackle it as seasons. When I just started this job, I had interviewed last week, I was thinking, like, when I first started, I'm like, I ain't going to hoop no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I'm just thinking, like, it wasn't that serious, but it was just, like, I, mean, I enjoyed my time hooping because I told you, like, I, I haven't hooped in, long, in so long, but I've been hooping the past probably, like, three, four months, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, I guess it's one of those seasons, you know what I mean? It was just that time to enjoy myself, hoop for something I missed, and now it's time to move on. And I got to accept that and kind of be ready for whatever comes next. So I want to bring it back real quick to what you said, the situation you're in now where you just now – took on the nine to five versus mm-hmm. what you was doing before. So like, I know 
when something I thought was my passion um, let me down. Well, when I could no longer do it financially, um, what my thought process was. And for me, it was just like, what is everyone going to think? Like, well, that was my first thing. Like, what are they going to think? They're going to think we went. I'm, I'm worried about everybody else, and I'm not letting it go. I'm letting everything else on fire. Everything else around me is on fire, and I'm like, yo, what are they thinking? Real, mm-hmm. Like, that's all I'm focusing on. So, for me, it was one of those things. So, I had to drop my ego and, you know, just it don't matter what everyone else thinks. You got a, you got a, a wife to take care of. You got animals to take care of. You need to eat. You need a home. So, like, what was that thought process? Like, what was going on with you? When was the, the second you realized, like, okay, I, something needs to change? And then if there was, like, a like a transitional period in your brain where it's like, okay, F what everybody going to think. Yeah, so I actually thought a lot about this because I, I feel like I was the type, even uh, probably, like, less than a year ago, I, I identified with my job. I felt like I'm JC the, mm. the driver. I'm JC I'm the personal trainer. And I love personal training. I feel like that's, that's part of my passion. And I identify with like being a trainer. So, you know what I'm saying? I kind of clinged on to that. But then it came down to it where I feel like it wasn't making me enough money. You know what I mean? So um, I could have either um, do my own thing, go to another job, stay there, try to move up in the ranks. And I chose to try to do my own thing a little bit. Um, it was kind of like a, I feel like it was bad timing for me to mm-hmm. try to do my own thing, at least at the time. So um, now it's more of like um, understanding that I am not my job. I am not. I got this job because, you know what I'm saying, the way we live, we got to make money. So that's yeah. kind of how I'm trying to tell myself that, like, um, like I'm still struggling with it. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like trying to focus on I got this job because I, I want money. It doesn't have to be something I love. It doesn't have to be something, like, I feel like I need, but it's something um, I have to do at the time. And yeah. it's as simple as that. It doesn't have to get any deeper. You know what I'm saying? I have to make it more than what it is. And that's kind of my mindset towards it, just not identifying, understanding where I'm at and trying to have a game plan going forward so I can do what, what my passion is. So, like, with that, you know, how you said earlier, your seasons, there's seasons, you know, where you're, where you're hooping or seasons when you're spending time with your family and there's seasons when you're grinding. So through that grind, like, so we've already established that there's really no such thing as, like, a work-life balance. How do you make that time for yourself? How do you find happiness, in, you know, in what you do you know, on a day-to-day basis so that you're not just, you know, so locked into just the grind, but still finding the enjoyment in what you do day-to-day. Like, have you thought about that? How do you think about that? Yeah, that's, boy, y'all, y'all getting me more, but I'm telling you, because I'll, I'll be thinking about all this, because, like, because, um, like, even, like, even, I even call myself, I think we talked about this um, a few podcasts ago, kind of, like, thinking about we got to lock in to, to mm-hmm. be successful or just, like, not talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. I literally felt like that. Like, I started, I thought about this nine to five, and I already started to feel myself I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop going out, I'm going to stop, I'm just going to focus. But then I just got to tell myself I got to relax, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like I always go back to, like, knowing yourself, knowing what you need to do. Like, um, I think I told you before, I, I I like to go out, but at some point I, t- I tend to feel like I do it too much. And yeah. then it kind of, to me, I have to find a balance with that. Knowing myself, I can and continue with conversations with myself to try and figure out what what exactly I need to to keep that balance. And I'm st- like I said, I'm still trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? Like, I, I even told you in the car, like, having this, like, just starting this 9 to 5, it feels like I'm afraid to to fully commit. Like, I'm afraid, like, not because of, I, like, I don't, I'm not really sure why, but I feel like I don't want to feel stuck. I don't want to, like, I always feel like I got to have a second job just so I don't get that stuck feeling. But at the same time, I was running myself in the dirt. You know what yeah. I mean? So, 
it's really something I'm still dealing with, but um, I try to have a continued conversation with myself. Yeah. What's those conversations look like? Like, what's JC had like when he's talking about this? Man, because I'm like, I'm real hard on myself. So like, yeah. so even with this nine to five job, it's like, um, they, they, we in the, um, the little training room and they saying, um, oh, we don't expect you to make any sales. Uh, we expect you to make sales Friday. And in my head, I'm like, who, who not going to make these sales? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like. But then, um, at the same time, if I don't, how am I going to act? Am I is am I going to be like, ah, oh, I don't like this job, uh, yeah. it's not for me. Like, and really, in, in reality, it's um, it's understanding that you're going to be bad at something. You know what I'm saying? And um, usually, anxiety comes from anything new. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, kind of understanding that, um, kind of talking to yourself, making sure um, I'm balanced. And then, like, even before the um, before the interview, like um, this morning. I'm in the car, record myself, because I, I use that as a journal. I record myself. I don't really like drawing, so I just kind of record myself, talk, um, and listen to it. So, and I'm talking, I'm kind of telling myself, um, no matter what happens today, good or bad, I'm not going to identify with it. It's something new. Um, I'm learning. It's an experience. Um, I've never done cold calls. I've never done sales over the phone like this, so it's something new. I'm going to learn regardless whether I like like what happens with it or not. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like... Again, I got I got to talk to myself. If, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because again, I feel like it's all about knowing yourself. Like if you don't know yourself, it's kind of gonna get lost. A lot of people don't feel the cycle. I even feel the cycle right now. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I feel like I'm in a cycle. Like I feel yeah. like it's some it's something major that I'm not fixing right now that I feel like I need to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like I know what it is, but it's like <laughs> it ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's it's still it's just part of the journey. That's so crazy. Um, me and Haley was just talking about this last night. I was like, she was like, you know, it's just about becoming aware. And I'm like, it's, it's about becoming aware of the cycle, the simulation and taking a, a minute to step out of it. But I'm like, I told her, I asked her, I said, but how do you know you're not in the simulation? And she was like, you're right. No, like she said, sometimes I'm in the simulation. Sometimes I'm part of the cycle. But it's about being aware when, you're, when you are a part of the cycle, taking a deep breath to, you know, step out for a second and, I guess, like, feel yourself. And it's so crazy. I was talking about self-mastery earlier um, with a friend that just came in town. And I was like, self-mastery has this illusion that, you know, you master yourself and for the rest of your life you're zen, you have no problems, nothing happens, no incessant thinking. You are just, you know, one with everything. But I see self-mastery as you have that awareness to where your mind starts chattering. It starts, you start to get those thoughts that continue to run and run and run like a stream, like a river. And you can pause and be like, hold on a second, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I don't even, like, this is not benefiting me. I see no value in this. Let me, let me bring it back to center. Let me refocus. Like, what matters? And I feel like that's self-mastery. Knowing when you let yourself go too deep. No, um, I think life gets a little bit harder when you start, like, trying to, when you try to discover self-mastery. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like, there's there's no more um, blaming. There's <laughs> it's all you. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? there's no oh why God did this. There, there's no oh why why um why Steph cut, cut me off. Why why Quan don't like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of everything you once you understand everything is in your control. You know what I'm saying to a certain extent. Well, really everything is in control whether you react into it or what. But it's it get harder. Like you you truly like it's no one else to blame. Like. And then when you start diving deep and start really talking to yourself, that's when it really get hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you got to accept things. You don't want to accept. You got to face things that you ain't know about yourself or 
or that you realize later on and be like, you even look back and just be like, Damn, I was really that person or like, you know what I'm saying? Different mm-hmm. things like that. But it's, it's definitely tough. Y'all called them, you called them cycles, like you and Haley, and I, I heard it as, like, tests, like, going through uh, tests. So, like, similar to how we go to first grade, then we take the test, and um, whether we pass or not, whether we learned what we were supposed to learn in the first grade or not, we move to second and so on and so forth. So, at the end of the year, there's every test. So, you doing this right now, it just brought me back to, like, you coming home, like, getting cut. Mm. And do you feel like it's a similar situation? Like, um... Like you having to get a job oh. after that, and then versus mm. like now, mm. you feel like it's similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. It's crazy you say that because um, even like <laughs> I said it's a cycle because uh, when I cut my hair, I feel like last time I cut my hair was around the same time. I cut my hair after my last season, and like even when I cut my hair recently, when I say I'm living in a cycle, I feel like I'm feeling those same emotions that I felt before, like trying to figure out what I'm doing, where I'm at, and what I'm pursuing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because even back then, I was, I was, I was, I thought I was locked, I was getting locked in. Like, back then, I'm like, I'm not talking to nobody, I'm not doing nothing. I got off social media to train, you know what I'm saying? I was doing all these things I thought I was doing to lock in and, and be great, but then really, I was, I wasn't facing nothing. I was just, you know what I'm saying, just locked in. I wasn't aware then, so I really, I just thought I was locking in on something. But even now, like, cut my hair, and now, again, back to this 9 to 5. I feel like I got to lock in. You know, I caught myself, but at the end of the day, it was like, it's, it's, it's a cycle. I'm, so you know what's what I'm the saying? difference mentally for you? Like, how are you talking to yourself differently this time versus, like, last time? Um, not identifying. Before, I was a football player, and that's mm-hmm. all I was. That was everything. Um, and and once I, got, once I got, came home and got cut, I realized it was even worse, like, because that's, that's the first thing people bring up to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's it. So, like, other people wasn't helping me trying to get away from being identified with that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, now I feel like it's it's more um, internally now. Like, for me, um, it's not really any outside people telling me, like, about a 9 to 5. Like, oh, why you want to do 9 to 5? But um, it's still, in my head, I'm still, it's still a, that same emotional feeling of thinking I got to lock in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I feel it. It's, I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but... So I, verbally, you're not saying it, but that's how you feel. Like, yes. you're not saying it, so you don't feel like that, yes, but yes. you feel like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. you, because that'd be me. You know, like, that didn't hurt, but that shit hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel that. Oh, definitely. And um, I'm just thinking about what you said earlier, and I, you know, just about, like, you know, handling, like, self-mastery and, like, having to address things that you don't... You didn't know you had to address, and you got to be honest, and you got to, you know, really accept certain things... And it just brought me back to one time I was just journaling and I was just like, um, like the question I asked myself was, what brings self-doubt? You feel me? Like, what is self-doubt? And then, you know, I kind of chalked it up and my answer was self-doubt is that monster that's inside of you waiting for you to just peek at it, to look at it. It's staring at you. And as long as you're not staring, it's, it's still staring at you. You look at it. It's, it's going to lock on and grab mm-hmm. you. And my way for, you know, the how I said it metaphorically, I was just like self-monster is a beast that just that's just sitting inside of you, just waiting for you. And the thing that I have to do is when that when that beast is asleep, I need to come up behind it and I need to just get rid of it. I need to be done with it. I need to finish it. I need to let the confidence, the the mastery of myself, knowing no matter what I go through, I got a center. I have a core that I can come back to 
I just feel like self-doubt is something that's so easy to creep up when you think about doing something you've never done before, doing something that could be scary. You feel me? People could, you know, come at you or judge you and things like that. You know, I'm over here reading like the Amazon comments for, for books just because, you know, it's funny. It's entertaining. But at the same time, why am I doing that? Because I'm doing that because I want to write a book. And I'm thinking when I put it on Amazon, what are people going to say about it? And what that, that creates, that feeds self-doubt. That gives it more reason for self-doubt to overshadow confidence, if, to allow me to stay passive in the back and not take initiative, not take that step forward. When you let someone feed that self-doubt, you're letting someone play with your emotions. You're letting someone play with your life, in a sense. You know, they, they're making an impact on the decisions you make and things like that. Why feed it? Why, why give someone that much power when we have the power to make that decision for ourselves? I just feel like self-doubt creeps on so many people and they don't know what to do with it. And sometimes I don't even know if they know that it's there. They just think that's the way they are. Mm -hmm. But we are not here to doubt ourselves. Not from my, not from my perspective. I do not believe that we're here to doubt ourselves. We really, uh, like, we aren't born with self-doubt at all. Like, like I was crazy. I, like, you asked what was going on in my head. I was with, um, I was with my little cousin, Weston, and um, he was playing this little game. And I'm all, I've been testing this out for a couple of weeks now. So I'll see him. He'll be doing something. I'm like, dang, you raw. He'll be like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then I'll be thinking, I'm like, I'm like, dang, he that young. And he, there's nothing in the world he, he can't do right now. You know what I mean? And, right. and the only thing that's stopping him is other people's opinions that he's going to grow up in here. That's why I'm so big on meditation. That's why I'm like a huge advocate for it. Because within that, you're able to speak with yourself, get opinions from yourself and I'm not saying, you know, it's a arrogant or conceited way or something like that to where only your opinion matters. But in a sense, for your life, Man. your opinion is the only one that matters. <laughs> it, it really is. Who has to live your life? You do. Yeah. Can't no one live it for you. Can't no one make decisions for you. You know, can't no one. They, you are the driver of your own will. And as soon as you start to let, you know, other people's opinions affect you, you let them borrow your whip for a minute. You let them take mm. your joint out, not fill it up with no gas. Bring it back on E. Bring it back with some trash in it. You feel me? Mm. We can't let we can't let people do that. We can't. And not, I, I truly feel that confidence is cultivated when you're able to have dialogue with yourself. Mm. I just had a question for y'all, real quick. When do y'all recognize? Like when when for you is like okay, I'm I'm pushing too hard to make this happen. Like. This ain't what it's supposed to be. Because, like, I have someone going through it right now, wants to do the same thing I did, open a nutrition club. But she's like, I'm going to let it happen. Like, I feel like I'm not ready, but other people are pushing her. And I'm, I'm telling her from my perspective, like, hey, if it feels like you pushing too hard, don't do it. Yeah. I'm telling you because I was pushing as hard as you was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, I just told her, like, take your time with it. So at what point, like, when do y'all recognize, like, okay, I'm, I'm putting too much energy behind this. Like, I should just let up mm. and let life be life or just chill and let this pan out how it's supposed to. Like, let me just get this job real quick and everything else. Will, like, let the dominoes fall where the dominoes fall. Man, I, I say this before, but the pursuit of money is still a problem for me. Like, um, I don't know. It's it's something I feel like I I gotta have. Um, like even even now, like uh, I didn't really have the um, I guess the goal of anything. I just had, was doing too much working wise. Like I was just trying to do too much. Like at one point, I had three jobs. Like even today, I worked. I was up at six. Was at working all day, came here to podcast, and I got to go to work tonight till three a.m. Like that's not okay, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. like I'm I'm doing too much, and I feel like 
like my this it's not a passion of mine, but I'm definitely pursuing it too much. I'm not letting it come to me. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like being open to um like I feel like now I need to focus on thing I was talking about before, like living in a cycle. I feel like it's something I need to do, change. And then maybe you never know, maybe that's that's what needs to happen first. But right now, like just pursuit of money, just trying to have jobs, trying to just do too much, thinking too much about the pursuit of money. Yeah. I feel like the answer for like the answer for me really comes from your question. Like when you when you're pushing too much, when you are exerting everything that you possess and you're going home to your spouse or alone or to your dog and you have nothing to give when you run out of things to give others because you are pushing so much and it's draining you mentally, physically, spiritually, all of it. I think it's time to reevaluate. And I think it's also, too, in that it comes back to, you know, being self-aware, being aware every day, you know, not just being aware at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day when you journal or when you reflect at the end of the day. It's being aware, you know, as much as possible throughout the day and asking yourself sometimes, man, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm working so hard. I'm, you know, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it. Ask yourself how you feel pushing. Does the push feel good? And if the push don't feel good, then I think it's time to reevaluate and go think about, okay, maybe this is not my passion. Maybe I do love this because you can still love something and it not be your passion. Like you said, you don't got to attach yourself to what you're um, looking to obtain or going for. But if the push isn't, if the push don't feel right, if the push is not bringing you satisfaction, if you can't go home and give the people that you love the attention or the energy that they deserve or need, the thing you're pushing for might not be worth it. If I'm pushing so much and I'm not enjoying one second of the push, if I'm just looking at, the, looking at this push as a means to an end, that push not for me. Because what happens when I get to the end? I don't push so much, push so much. I bet you it's not going to be like I expected. I bet you things are not going to be how I envisioned them. And you know what? I'm going to be so disappointed that I pushed so hard and so much and I neglected people or things that needed my attention and that I wanted to give my attention, but I couldn't because the push was so hard for me to achieve this means to an end that ended up not being nothing that I was prepping myself for. But that time, the time for me is valuable. That's the most, that's my most valuable asset is my time. And I don't want to waste my time. And not that it's going to be a waste of time, because obviously if you do push and push and push, there's lessons in that. Mm -hmm. And you might not know, might not understand or hear the message while you're doing it, but you will when it's over, Mm -hmm. when you reflect, if you're open to reflecting, Mm -hmm. because you're going to have to, you know, address some things that was, that might be a little hard to answer or tell the truth about. But at the end of the day, you got to do it. If you want to catch yourself before, I think you look at and uh, evaluate, how's this pushing feel? Oh, they got what they got to do when they get up out this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> got a question for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Final question. Would you rather be super duper strong or super duper fast? Me fast. Fast? Yeah. You're already down. Super duper strong shit. <laughs> no. Uh, I'd rather be. I always said I wanted to be the Flash. Flash was fire. Yeah. If I you look, fast, why you got to be strong for? Yeah, because if you fast, you feel I mean, some people insecure. Maybe they always got beat up. Maybe they just want to. And they can but if you fast, fast they if you fast, maybe you can double jab. Running. What if they done running? Then you run around and make a tornado shoot them out. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fast, you ain't got to be strong. You just got to keep going. See, and I'm thinking about okay. it. If I'm, if I'm fast, then I don't even got to get no plane. I don't need no mm. whip. You feel me? I'm across the country. Across the world with these legs, you heard me. I ain't even get that deep. I just don't. I just wouldn't like the way super duper strong would look. So I'll you said you don't fast. like it. I wouldn't like it. So I'm just go fast. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's that's all I, I, I was thinking, y'all. 
Y'all took it to the next level though. Oh, like of that, course. <laughs> we just talked about decision making for life. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're gonna be fast. Yeah, fast for sure. Sustainable. Thank y'all for tuning in another episode of Let's Talk Perspective. You can follow me on IG at IXJC underscore. You can follow all of us at Let's Talk Perspective Podcast. You can follow me at I am dot the jungle. And you can follow me at Quanda Coach Seven. And also, please feel free to um, leave a review and also to reach out to us on email with your comments, your feedback, you know, your topic um, suggestions at um, perspectivepodcast3 at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in. We look forward to hearing from you. Till next time.